the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR, and you're joining us for our Church of the Week segment. This is a portion of our week where we get to sit down with pastors and leaders in the San Antonio area, people that are advancing the gospel and the kingdom of Christ here in our community, people that have given their life for the call, people that are just like you and me, but they're working seven days a week trying to see people saved and change, lives changed for the for the sake of the gospel. And today we get to sit down and, and have a conversation with a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Chris Hoyt. Pastor Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's great to have you. Pastor Chris is the pastor of Freedom Life Church here in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, we'll, we'll get into Freedom Life Church and we'll talk a, a little bit about that. And I know that's an integral part of how you got to San Antonio. Yeah. But um, just before we get into that, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a pastor. Of course, I've been a pastor for the last 14 years. Uh, went into ministry pretty much right out of high school uh, with my first youth ministry. I had no idea what I was doing. I was completely unqualified. Yeah, nobody does. No one does, right? <laughs> and uh, but by the grace of God, you know, I continued to grow, and He furthered me. Um, you know, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, my wife Kim. We've been together for 17 years. Actually, just celebrated our our 12 year anniversary of being wow. married. Yeah, it's been a long time. It hasn't felt that long at all. <laughs> I would say that even if she's sitting here, it hasn't felt that long at all. Uh, but yeah, I, we have three kids. You know, I have an eight year old son named Caden, a two and a half year old son named Micah, who thinks clearly he's 15 or 16 years old, <laughs> and then we have our beautiful baby girl Joanna, who is about five months old. Yeah, Micah is my favorite, but yeah. I'm not biased by any. Yeah, Anyways. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great, Pastor Chris. Um, what just just in in being a, the pastor of a, of a church and and uh, you know, kind of having that as your calling and your lifestyle for fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's that I I'm always interested in to hear from pastors is how did you get into that life? Because I don't think there's a whole lot of people that just you know at the age of two and three and four and five want to be pastors, you know, they want to be firemen, they want to be police officers, they want to be ball players or whatever. Um, What was it that happened for you that uh, you really felt a a call to spend your life in uh, vocation of ministry? Well, I had a dream one night after eating some bad sushi. And uh, no, really, uh, when I was about 17 years old, I went to a prayer meeting at the church that I had gotten saved at. And and uh, it was in that prayer meeting where two uh, mentors of mine uh, came up to me and they said, hey, you know, we really feel like God's wanting us to pray for you. Do you mind if we pray for you right now? And, you know, I love these guys, trust these guys. And so I said, yeah, go ahead. And uh, they gathered around me, they lay hands on me, and they began to pray for me. And uh, and one of the guys uh, is actually um, the guy's house I got saved at, a guy named Russ Monroe. 
uh, is who I got uh, the house I got saved at. And uh, and he began to pray over me, and he said, God, I just pray that you would reveal uh, the, the the plans that you have for Chris, the calling that you have for Chris and in his life. You know, and I had no intentions whatsoever going into ministry. You know, I had no idea really what I was going to be doing. I thought about military at one point, um, but really had no clue. You know, it was my my junior year of high school. And, uh, and so during that prayer meeting, that prayer time, uh, God gave me a clear vision and I saw myself standing in front of a room full of people and I was preaching the gospel. And it was at that moment that I couldn't like literally couldn't contain my, my joy. I was like, wow, you know, I I get to do this, you know, from my calling had no, still had no idea what it was all going to look like, but (laughs) but knew I was called to minister at that point. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. Just to, that God still reveals his call and his plans with, with visions, you know, um, I think a lot of people don't think. Uh, or, or maybe they they've not experienced that, but uh, it's it's a powerful thing when you feel the Lord speak to you that clearly. That's that's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, just on that topic, while we're while we're there, uh, to someone that maybe maybe they're seventeen, maybe they're yeah. you know seventy. I don't know, but they mm-hmm. they feel a struggle at at this point in their life as to what they're called to do or what God has in store for them. Uh, what what would you kind of give them as advice? Um, what was it that you kind of felt like uh, helped connect you to your destiny and your call? Man, I think it would be summed up in, in this statement. And I heard a friend of mine say this recently. He said, pray big prayers and do the little things, you know. And uh, I, I think don't don't limit God. Don't don't sure. limit God whatsoever. You know, you know, pray big prayers. God, what do you have in store for me? What do you desire me to do? You know, and and literally, I think that would probably be for me. You know, taking the limit off of God is what really helped me walk into that. I was an introvert, an extreme introvert. I still think I'm an introvert now, uh, but an extreme introvert. I, I got sick to my stomach to even think about speaking sure. in front of people. You know, right. um, you know, I'm, I, you know, I didn't come from an educated family. You know, and and so when Paul says, you know, he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You know, I, I jumped on that scripture. That scripture was my <laughs> scripture. I am that foolish thing that he's using to confound wise people. You know, and so right. I would encourage other uh, maybe teenagers who are out there who are saying. Saying, man, I, you know, I, I have this tug at my heart to do something big for God. Man, continue to pray big prayers. God, right. what do you want me to do? Line up these opportunities, these these encounters where I can step into what you're, you're, you, what you have for me. I like what you said there. Um, the pray the big prayers, but do the little things because yeah. I think sometimes we despise those little things. Yeah. But those little things are exactly what gets you to where you're going to go. If you hadn't done the little thing of going to that prayer meeting, yeah, you wouldn't have had that big vision right that, right. that puts you right in the place that you wanted to be so yeah i think that's so important mm-hmm. well there's um there's a lot of different things that uh that we're going to talk about today but uh in in ministry there's so many different aspects of ministry you know you mentioned youth ministry um right. there's there's pastoral ministry there's teaching ministry there's sunday school stuff christian education there's mm-hmm. kids ministry all the all the different things that you can be involved in worship and uh but I don't think very many people um, go into into ministry thinking I'm going to start a church. Yeah, you know, um, there, there's just so many other solutions and so many other things that need to be done. Um, it, it's kind of a, a, a powerful thing to to hear that someone has said I'm going to start from nothing. Right. Uh, and and I, I know you like to say uh, you guys pretty much parachuted in here, but yeah. but. To get from that place of I'm a minister, I'm a youth minister, I can preach, I can teach, to get into the place of saying, yeah, God's calling me to start a church. What was that journey like for you? 
Well, my, my first experience in, in youth ministry, uh, going through a, an apprenticeship program at uh, Work Assembly of God in Hampton, Virginia, it was an incredible experience. That's where I learned to study the Word. That's where I learned about leadership. You know, we were a part of a, a youth ministry that, that ministered to about 250 kids every single week. And so you, you come up into that type of ministry, and there's lights, and there's sound, and there's all sorts of things. And sure. then God uh, actually, you know, called me into a youth pastoring position at a church in Toano, Virginia. And uh, and that's literally, you know, if you don't know where that's at, it's literally at the end of the world. If you go past Toano, you <laughs> fall off the world. And so it's it's out there. It's in a cornfield. And uh, when I showed up to this church plant, it was a new church plant, had been going about eight months. Um, I went in thinking I, I'm going to have this youth ministry. There's going to be kids there. There's going to be a youth room. We showed up to the uh, to, to the place where they were holding services. It was actually called the Toano Women's Club. And we walked in there with the pastor and my youth leader at the time. And and I said, is this where the youth is this where the youth meet at? You know, it was a room. It wasn't very big, maybe like you know, thirty five by sixty or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't too big. And and uh, and so I said, is this where the youth meet at? And and they kind of laughed at me and said, no, this is where the adults meet at. And I said, where are the youth meet at? You know and we walked back through the kitchen and out the back screen door, and there were two buses that were parked in the back of the uh, yard. <laughs> One was a large bus, um, a, lar- a long green bus that had had the seats torn out of it, carpet put down, and an AC unit put into the back of it to keep it cool uh, during wow. the summer. Yeah, heated during the winter. And then off to the other side, there was a half-size bus. And same thing, seats removed, carpet down with an AC unit. Wow. And that was where youth ministry started for me, right? And so <laughs> early on, I thought to myself, man, I don't ever want to start a church. I don't ever want to do something that that starts at this this level, right. this this thing, and and uh, but you know God began to just really just open my eyes to see the importance and the value of it, and it's something I fell in love with. It's something that I fell in love with early on, uh, you know, after getting into my youth ministry position um, and serving there. I served there for five and a half years, and then my best friend, uh, Pastor Freddie Villarreal, uh, felt called to to plant a church in Hampton, Virginia, and he called me up and said, "Hey, man, I want you to come along and be a part of it." Uh, my wife and I prayed about it, and we jumped on board about eight months after that, after Freedom Life had started. And so it was something I believe God was working uh, in our hearts, and there was a, a passion for it that was growing uh, over the years. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you you went from this church plant as a youth pastor to right. to kind of starting another church uh, five and a half years later mm-hmm. uh, with, with your friend Freddie, uh, who is the senior pastor right. of Freedom Life Church in Hampton, Virginia. Correct. Um, and and if if people want to go to to freedomlifechurch.com yep. they can see what God's done over the last how 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 many years has it been uh, we're actually celebrating our 10 year anniversary this October so 10 years and mm-hmm. the Lord has blessed you guys with with just a powerful ministry in yeah. in the Hampton Virginia's area and and he's he's continuing it here but what would you say is kind of your favorite part about church planting you know what is it that kind of keeps you coming back, keeps you uh, excited about what God is doing in mm-hmm. in that area of of church planting that it's real easy to get discouraged, I'm sure. There's oh, yeah. there's all kinds of things that, you know, the buses, right. so to speak, that, <laughs> right, right. that you could point out that are, are right. less than what you have in your ideal mindset. Yeah. But uh, what is it that keeps you coming back? You know, you're right when you said there's a lot of things that can discourage you. You know, there are a lot of things that can take your eyes off of the prize, you know. But I think for us— what has been uh, encouraging and what has kept us moving forward are the wins. 
You know, when we see someone who uh, is introduced to the grace of God for the very first time, um, and and their and their uh, you know their their hearts are, are softened for the Lord, that's incredible. You know, when you when you walk in and you have a couple who joins your ministry and their marriage is in shambles, and and over the weeks they they hear about the goodness of God, the love of God, the grace of God, and and they begin to see how it's applied to them, and then apply it to their spouse, and watch their marriage be uh, rebuilt from the ground up. You know, that's that's a win. You know, when you see someone. Uh, you know, we have a, a lady who, who uh, started attending church with us, and, and she, you know, we were actually meeting in the house, you know, as a, as a small group, and and uh, she came in, was invited in. She came in, heard about the grace of God. Said, "I've never heard, uh, I've never heard the Bible be taught like this." And 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 the next week, we got her a Bible, and she about broke down and said, hmm. "This is the first time that I've picked up a Bible in forty years." And she wow. said, "I start, I'm really starting to understand." this love that God has for me. I think so that would probably sum it up. It's the wins, man. You got to keep your eyes focused on the wins. Absolutely. And uh, man, it sounds like you've had some amazing wins, even in, in the short time that you guys have been here. It's been uh, some life changing ministry happening already uh, at Freedom Life Church. We're here with uh, Pastor Chris Hoyt. He is the, the lead pastor of Freedom Life Church here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, so talk about coming to San Antonio. How how did all that happen? Oh, Wow. <laughs> That's a really long story, but I'll try to sum it up for you. Um, you know, Freedom Life Church in Hampton, Virginia, uh, started about 10 years ago with a handful of people with no money, and God has done some incredible things there. Um, you know, like I said, my wife and I, we joined Freedom Life about eight months into the journey and just watched God begin to just blow up the campus. Service was added after service, after service, after service. Uh, you know, we always thought the leadership, uh, the, the elders and the, and the senior pastors always thought, you know, that we were t- called by God to do multi-campus. We just thought multi-campus was within the seven-city area that we were in, in in Hampton, Virginia, the the Hampton Roads area, Um, until about two years ago. Uh, when Pastor Freddie, going back to the dreams and, and visions, you know, Pastor Freddie had a dream three nights in a row um, about just a vibrant, thriving ministry here in San Antonio, uh, a, a plant or a campus here in San Antonio. And, uh, and he brought it to our leadership team uh, for our annual uh, leadership retreat and said, hey, I want you guys to begin to pray about this. It sounds completely crazy, but we know, we know we're called a multi-campus, but let's just stretch it and think, what if God's calling us to be multi-campus inter- or nationally as opposed to locally? And so we took it and prayed about it and, you know, kind of looked over the, the, the whole thing and, and researched it and saw that, you know, San Antonio and the Hampton Roads area, they're so similar. Uh, there's such a heavy military presence in the Hampton Roads area. And, you know, of course, this is military city right here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the demographics were almost identical. Just San Antonio is 10 times bigger than <laughs> where we're from, you know. And, and, uh, and so we, we prayed about it. And the leadership team said, you know, we don't know how it's going to happen, but we know this is what God's calling us to do, you know. And so we spent the next day of the retreat really just praying over, all right, Lord, we know we're doing it. So could you just show us how it's going to happen? Because how do you do that? How do you do multi-campus, you know, 1,600 miles away from each other? And, uh, you know, uh, it was during a time of worship. And, you know, the Lord began to show me uh, a conversation that I had with my wife 10 years ago. And we were youth pastors in Williamsburg, in, in Williamsburg, Virginia, Toano. And uh, we had this conversation. It was after watching a very inspirational uh, uh, show. Uh, it was Walker, Texas Ranger. So it was very inspirational. And uh, hey, that was know, actually filmed not too far from here. So I know, I know. And so uh, I had this, this, this thought that crossed my mind. I was talking to my wife. I said, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if God one day took us and moved us from Virginia to Texas, like he took Pastor Freddie and moved him from Texas to Virginia to help start a church. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be awesome? And my wife looked at me and she said, 
No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I had that, that moment when I was thinking about it. I had that, that moment <laughs> during our time of worship. And so, you know, I, I, we come out of that worship song, and I have this, this, you know, what I thought was confirmation. Lord, you're, you're calling Freedom Life to be, uh, you know, a multi-campus in Texas, in San Antonio, Texas. You know, I, I saw it. And so I began to share this with our leadership team thinking that it was confirmation that Freedom Life was to be in Texas, not realizing that the moment I began to open my mouth, I was signing my moving slip to <laughs> San Antonio, you know? And, uh, and I, I thought, God, you have such a sense of humor, man. I said, you know, I, I, I don't like Mexican food, and I'm a Redskins fan, so how's this going to work, wow. you know? Wow. Right, right, right. I don't know if I would ad- admit that on air here. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it later. There you go. All right, yeah. Yeah, no, so, you know, I thought God had an incredible sense of humor, you know, um, and so we, we prayed about it. My wife and I prayed about it. And, uh, you know, we, we felt like, man, this is something that's stirring in our hearts. We couldn't get away from it. You know, we're not impulsive, like, on the spot. Let's make a big decision. Sure. Let's roll. Um, we're really more of a let's be systematic about it. Let's pray through it. Let's figure out all the possible scenarios. Sure. And uh, But we just knew. Within a day, we knew this is what God was calling us to do. And so, uh, you know, so we made the decision to go for it. And the next week, we had a uh, combined service at our church you know, where all the services came together, and, and we announced, hey, we're going multi-campus, multi-state, and, and our congregation was behind it. They were excited about it. Wow. And shortly after that, we were packing up the house and, and making the drive to San Antonio. And so you guys have been in San Antonio for how long now, Pastor Chris? Uh, well, we moved in, uh, moved to San Antonio. We drove into San Antonio March 5th of 2013. 13, yeah, right. yeah. And so, so been here about a little over a year now. Yep. Yep. And uh, you started by building your, lo- your core team, and then you launched Freedom Life Church publicly this right. January, correct? Yep, at the end of January, yeah. Okay, so, so tell us, how's it been going since then? What's, what's been going on at Freedom Life Church? It's going well, man. We're, we're, we're running services on a weekly basis. We're having a chance to minister to the community. You know, um, we, we, we've been doing a lot of uh, different things to, to let the community know that we're in town. We've been doing water bottle handouts and, and things like that, free of charge and no donations. Just, hey, we're in the area. You look thirsty. It's hot out here. We know we're out here handing out water bottles. It's hot, you know, and, and so uh, just letting people know. And so we've been seeing people come through, and, and it's been a great, a great thing. You know, one of the things that you mentioned to me off air uh, before we got started uh, Pastor Chris, was that you guys have ha- have seen a, a unique number of people that have relocated, right? Yeah. Um, and end up in in your congregation. How, how, uh, t- tell us a little bit about um, some of those people and, and what's happened. Sure, yeah, God's doing a really incredible thing. You know, there's a connection. You know, part of coming to San Antonio wasn't just you know, hey, we're coming to San Antonio to do multi campus, but there is a real strong connection with the military. You know, Hampton, the Hampton campus is based outside of Langley Air Force Base, and there's a the the fastest growing demographic in our church is our military families. Um, and so we, we noticed that connection as well here. Everybody who lands at Langley Air Force Base started in Lackland, um, at Lackland Air Force Base, you know. Right. And so there's a, there was some connections there. So when we got here, uh, we instantly had connections from military. People who have been part of our Hampton campus got PCS'd over here to San Antonio. And it's like, wow, you know, our church is here, you know. And so wow. it was a, a cool opportunity. But what we've noticed is that we have a, a large portion of our congregation is military. We have about 75% of the people who are attending our service right now are military. They're either stationed at Lackland or, or Randolph or they're working at you know, Fort Sam Houston and um, and then we have another uh, you know small percentage
percentage of people who have just relocated to the city within the last year and a half for different jobs for different companies here and and so we've seen that you know a good chunk of people who are, are making freedom life their home are people who are just getting into the city and, and making san antonio home sure we're with pastor chris uh hoyt he's the lead pastor of freedom life church here in san antonio texas and pastor chris let's talk about freedom life church now more specifically sure. uh tell, tell us i guess just the heartbeat behind the church. If if someone said, "Hey, what's the heart behind your church? What's the, why do you do what you do? What what do you feel like God's called you to do here in San yeah. Antonio?" What would you say? Well, I would say that the heartbeat of Freedom Life Church as a whole is really to help change the way that people see God. You know, uh, a, a good portion of the people that we draw in and that that we minister to are people who have you know been churched out of church, or maybe the disenfranchised from church, unbelievers, people who you know say, "Well, I'm not going to church for whatever particular reason." You know, we we really you know try to make sure that we provide or cultivate an environment where if you are far from God, it's okay. You can come and get to know God, you know, just as you are. You can grow in your relationship with God at your own pace, sure. and you can take those skills and talents that God's given you, and you can sow them back into his kingdom when you're ready to do that. Right, right. So um, you kind of summed it up there, but the the three statements that you have are free to know, free to grow, and free to sow. Correct. Uh, Can you unpack those for us a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. You know, going back to free to know God, you know, I, I think, you know, you're, you're free to know God just as you are. You know, we, we believe in transparency. Part of our uh, who we are is transparency. You know, our core values would be transparency, um, you know, relevant spirituality, relationships. Those are those are things, you know, that we we pride ourselves in. It's like, man, when you come to church, be you. You know, right, don't right. pretend to be somebody else. Be who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and allow that moment, that opportunity, that time that you're there at church to be an opportunity where God can where you can get to know God. Right. You know, um, so you're free to know God uh, just as you are. When we talk about being free to um, to grow. when you talk about. Yeah. Sorry. When you talk about being free to grow. Right. Yeah. We're talking about you're, you're free to grow in your relationship with him at your own pace. You know, this is not a. Uh, a time where we pressure you into certain things or we manipulate you sure. to do certain things. You know, we really, uh, you know, part of our philosophy of ministry is really using the ministry to build people, not using people to build the ministry, you know. And, right. and so you are free to know God at your own pace. You'll be challenged with the weekly messages, but it's not manipulation. Right, right. Um, you, you said something I, I really liked there. You said uh, using the ministry to grow people, yeah. not using people to, people build, to, the to build the ministry. Yeah. And that's a powerful statement. I think that that's uh that's a very important piece that that churches have to keep at their at their center in order to to not violate that yeah. because it's easy to turn that the other way not just for the ministry but for people where sure. they realize um you know there's a an old Shane and Shane song that he said my my serving you replaced me knowing you mm. and w- when that happens in in the in churches we have to be careful mm. and, and make sure we ad- we address those issues so I'm Man, it's really great to hear you say that, Pastor Chris. That at Freedom Life, that's that's y'all's uh, oh, yeah. y'all's core value. Um, I guess the the another question I like to ask, and and I'd, I'd love to hear your your take on this is um, what makes you guys unique. You know, we have over two thousand churches yeah. in San Antonio, not nearly enough uh, sure, yeah, we, I agree. for all the people uh, that <laughs> yeah. we have here uh, we they, that need to know Christ, but. Um, every church kind of has their their niche. They have their specific thing that they feel like th- this is this is how we're wired, and and we need all of them. But what yeah. what do you feel like is is your unique uh, footprint here in this in this city and in ministry? 
Well, you know, I, I go back, it goes back to the, the, the people that we're, we're called by God to reach, you know, we, we reach all walks of life, you know, and, and, um, and all church backgrounds. But I think probably, probably for us, the biggest thing is, man, we, we really feel that God is, is really calling us to help change the way that people see God. And that comes through inter, inter, introducing them to the grace of God, the, the unconditional love of God sure. and the faith to be able to, to appropriate the promises of God in your life, to see them carried out and fulfilled. Right. So um, when when you guys are together, mm-hmm. uh, when, where can someone find you? What what, what kind of, uh, of services do you have yeah. throughout the week or, or different things going on that people can come and hear about the grace of God? Sure. Pastor Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have uh, Saturday night services right now. We meet on Saturday nights at 630. We go from about 630 to about 745. Um, we actually have a great partnership with an incredible church, a very kingdom-minded church here in town called Northwest Park Baptist Church. Um, and they allow us to take over their entire place on Saturday nights, change it all around, and, and really uh, and really do some incredible things there. Um, so we meet there in Northwest Park Baptist Church on Saturday night, 6.30 to 7.45, and you can find us at 8550 uh, Boeing's Crossing in San Antonio. And that's at uh, 6.30, you said, on Saturday night, correct? Correct. Yeah. Do you have any events throughout the week yeah, where we people have communi- can connect? Yeah, absolutely. We have community groups throughout the week. So if you'd like to get plugged into a community group, um, we have them you know, on the west side, uh, uh, southwest, and we have them also on the northeast side of town over in the Universal City area as well. So if you want some more information about where to uh, where to join a service or a small group or something that is going on at Freedom Life Church, uh, it, it's very easy to remember their website because it is freedomlifechurch.com. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a link there for the San Antonio campus, yep. I'm guessing, and mm-hmm. they, there's some more information people can find out there. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Pastor Chris, um, we want to thank you for being with us today and, and taking the time to tell the people about what's going on at Freedom Life Church. And uh, I just I pray that you guys are continue, continually continuously blessed. Uh, if I can get my words out here, continuously blessed in the in the work that you're you're called to here in San Antonio. And, and thanks yeah. for being with us. Well, thank you for having us, man. We love it. Yeah, we we love to uh, to introduce new churches to uh, the body of Christ here in San Antonio. So thank you so much for for taking the time to do that. And uh, we want to thank you for being with us today for our Church of the Week feature. Listen, the whole point of this program is to introduce you to churches and ministries in the city that are doing uh, really, really great things to reach people. And if you're not plugged into a local church, please get plugged into a local church. And Freedom Life Church is a great place to get plugged in. If for whatever reason you can't make Sunday services and that's been your excuse as to why you can't get plugged into a congregation, guess what? Here's a church meeting on Saturday night at 630 and you can join them. Go to freedomlifechurch.com. Check out the different things they have going on. freedomlifechurch.com. Pastor Chris would love to see you there. And, uh, and I'm sure the people would welcome you with open arms. Pastor Chris, one, one more thing before we go. Can you just tell someone if they come on a, on a Saturday night what they can expect? Yeah, absolutely, man. Come very, very casual. It's a very, very casual uh, service. I'll, I'll preach in flip-flops and shorts and a nice little collar <laughs> shirt. Um, but, yeah, it's casual service, atmosphere, lively music, friendly people, um, just a really warm and welcoming environment. And uh, once again, it's at Northwest Park Baptist Church correct. on Saturday night at 630, correct? Yes, sir. And so you can check that out. Um, if you want to check out the website, like we mentioned, it's freedomlifechurch.com. And uh, Pastor Chris has, has been so gracious to, to give us some time here. But we want to thank you for being with us and uh, get plugged into a local church. And freedomlifechurch.com might be the place for you. Thank you so much for joining us for our Church of the Week feature. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630, KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. 
We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.